Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke. Uh, no ranting today, at least no huge rants, especially over a team that, again, went undefeated and looked bad. No rants over that. So, for my NFL fans, today is your day, plus I'll give the picks in college basketball, the NHL, and the other two quarterfinal matchups in the NBA in-season tournament, and then I will be out, plus a little silly, silly, and I do mean silly, headline about Ron DeSantis uh, going for the CFP, and I don't know if he's joking or not, I'll read the story to you, and you can infer on that whether he is or not, about suing the CFP because Florida State's not included. Plus, the other news, I said it went during the rant, but the Heisman Trophy finalists are announced. Three quarterbacks and one right receiver. You had Jalen Daniels, or Jaden Daniels from LSU, Michael Penix from Washington, Bonix from Oregon, and Marvin Harrison Jr., which was a throw-me-a-bone, we'll give Marvin Harrison Jr. a invite even though you know what just throwing this out here he's probably going to end up being in either last or third in my opinion maybe the only other guy that probably shouldn't have gotten invited but will be at least get some votes will be Jaden Daniels he might end up third in the Heisman thing because I do believe it's down to Michael Penix and Bo Nix and y'all saw it on Friday, though, or at least those who did, you should already have an idea as to who should at least the top, the top two should at least be. But your Heisman finalists were announced, and just to finish on the FSU thing, Ron DeSantis is kind of going nuts on that. So there is a sports story in there. I'm just going to read it to y'all to wrap up the show, but... <clears throat> Before I do any of that, of course, last night was eh, a bad, an okay game, gr- good towards the end. The <coughs> Trevor Lawrence injury, it turns out, is a high ankle sprain, and Doug Peterson is not ruling out whether Trevor Lawrence can go on Sunday or not. But honestly, that Jags loss does not change where they are in the audit report today. Which gets me to my usual stand-in topic for Recap Monday. A, a Recap Monday foot, uh, staple during the season got moved to today. But here we are, best and worst of week 13 in the NFL. The top five teams did top five things. Was this the audit report? For the entire season, I've had the Kansas City Chiefs as the number one team in my power rankings. However, uh, losing to Green Bay does raise some red flags now. And I, you know, are they still my Super Bowl champion? Yes. Are they still going to win the AFC? Yes, because when I show you the rest of the list, it's 
not... It's pretty clear as to what I honestly think of the rest of the AFC. Because it's it's not, it's not pretty, but you'll understand why in a bit. So the best and the worst of Week 13, here is the audit report for Week 14. Number one is now, yes, there is a new number one, the San Francisco 49ers. Why? Look what you did to the best team in the NFC. Went into their place, Brock Purdy returning to the place where he tore his UCL, and he's back. Four touchdowns, 320. I think Debo had one rushing, two catch, you know, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Debo Samuel was the star of that show. You add McCaffrey, who had a rushing touchdown in his own right. The only reason I kept San Francisco at least second or third in the list for a lot of this week, or for a lot of this year, is because if they stay healthy, if they are not healthy, they're the third best team in this league. When they are, They are the number one team in the league. It's not even close as far as what they could be when they're healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a rematch of Super Bowl 54 right now. I would not be surprised if that. I would not be surprised if the Eagles did it. But right now, I've got the Niners at one, Eagles at two, Yes, the Chiefs fell all the way down to three. The red flags are starting to show up a little bit for Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. It's one thing when you can get spotted 14-0 to the Raiders and somehow come back and throw for 300 like you did two weeks ago. But on Sunday, that defense couldn't slow down Jordan Love. And don't get me wrong, I like Jordan Love. And he still has a lot to prove. And I get it, Matt LaFleur is undefeated in December. So the Packers somehow find a way to play better in December. They always dig themselves deep into holes. And by the time it gets to the final week of the season, which I believe they're playing Chicago, they should win that game going away. But... If the Packers somehow do like they did last year and sneak their way into the playoffs this time, I could see them beating the Lions. But that's where we're at with number three. So Kansas City's at three, Philly's at two. The only reason Philly's at two is because they got smoked at home to San Francisco. Not only did they get smoked, but Jalen Hurts looked bad. That Niner defense made Philly look bad. And really, now you're going to get number two versus the number four team in my audit report. And that's the Dallas Cowboys. Number four is Dallas. Right now, probably the third best offense in this league. Behind San Francisco and behind Miami. But right now, 
I would take Dallas at number four purely for their offense, and their defense has been the most consistent outside of San Francisco's. <coughs> so number four is Philly. Or not Philly. Number four is Dallas. So you have Philly, Dallas facing each other. I'm leaning towards... I'm, I'm not going to give you the pick, but right now I'm leaning towards the Cowboys to win that game this weekend. I'll take the birds over the boys right now if I had to choose. Number five is Detroit. Number six is Baltimore. Number seven, Miami. Again, Miami played Washington. That should be an easy win. The Cowboys did it on Thanksgiving Day. That's a team that's almost ready to be out. So you should have won. Tyreek Kill making his march towards 2000. Does that mean he's the MVP? Um, the only reason why receivers have not won the MVP is purely simple. And it's, duh, it should be for most. In order for a receiver to be an MVP, you have to have a quarterback like Tua throw you the ball. Duh. You have to have a quarterback get you the ball in order for you to do it. Now you have to finish the job, which Tyreek has been able to do, but as far as him being the MVP, like I've heard from some, I... Uh, uh, you still have to have a quarterback to get a wide receiver the ball. So that's why wide receivers never win it. I still think that's going to continue. Uh, number eight. Where am I now? Six is Baltimore. Seven's Miami. Eight is. Drumroll, please. The Atlanta Falcons. Yes, you beat the Jets. So that should be easy. But right now at 6-6, six and six, don't look now, but the Falcons are a sneaky, good team. And for Bucks fans out there, we know what happened back in week, or week 4 when we played Atlanta. Or, no, it was week 7, sorry. <coughs> week 7 when we played Atlanta. So at this point it was a month and a quarter. A month ago. A month or a quarter ago. Slightly over a month ago. Atlanta is good. And if they figured out the quarterback situation, if they somehow win the NFC South, they could sneak and somehow beat either Dallas or Philly. Who en whoever ends up second in the NFC East will be the 5 C when it comes to the playoffs in the NFC. Number 9 is Jacksonville. Again, the loss of Trevor Lawrence late in that game kind of screwed with the psyche of the Jags. But I'm not too concerned that they lost last night. You just, especially with that division, if you just take care of the Houston Texans, then you win the AFC South. But it's, that's really my only concern. That's why they're at 9. And then number 10. I spent the entire time when I was breaking down the Chiefs that 
the Packers somehow find a way to always sneak their way back into playoff contention. And they have. And this was a weird, weird... This was a weird choice to make. Because you have another team here in my region of the country that is making some noise too. Albeit they have not played a team with a winning record in the last three weeks. I'm talking about the Rams or the Packers. But right now, I would go with the Packers. They're playing well. Jordan Love is getting comfortable in Matt LaFleur's offense. And the defense is actually becoming what they've had the potential to be all year. So I'm taking the Packers at 10. So there's your top 10. That's the best and the worst. The worst being, of course, the Jets. It's And then the Patriots, too. Chargers, that was... That was an ugly game. Winning 6-0. I had it on... You know, I had it on my screen. I was watching the Red Zone channel with that game. Mm-mm. Boring. No touch. You know, the nine, the Chargers are 5-7. and seven, But they need to fix that defense. They really do. In order to even reach the top 15 in my audit report, you have to at least, at least fix that defense if the Chargers want any consideration on this show. But, you know... Again, another eh day in Charger Land. So, the top 10 are as follows. There's a little bit of change in top 5. I've got San Francisco 1, Philly 2, Kansas City at 3, Dallas at 4, Detroit at 5. I have Baltimore at 6, Miami at 7, Atlanta at 8, Jacksonville at 9, and Green Bay at 10. Those are my top 10 teams right now in the audit report. Now before I go to finish off this show, let's go ahead give you guys the picks for tonight. And then <clears throat> I'll throw in this little silly story about Florida State before I leave. But let's go ahead and do it now. For the NHL, you've got one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight games on tonight. Let's go with... <coughs> I'm going to pick two. Take the Isles minus 341 or minus 340 on the money line. So that means the score should be 3-2 to two Isles over the Sharks. Uh, let's go... Rangers over the Senators. Rangers minus 140. Go four to one Rangers over the Senators, and then <clears throat> let's stay out west. Take Colorado minus two seventy-five on the money line. So go three to one Abs over the Ducks. So those are your winners tonight in the NHL. <clears throat> For my NBA fans, again, the in-season tournament is underway tonight. Again, my phone's making me wait, but. You have the other two quarterfinal matchups tonight. Here they are, the lines. Uh, take the Knicks, plus four and a half in Milwaukee tonight. And go with the Lakers, minus one and a half over the Suns. That is a small toss-up. But go with the Lakers 
and the Knicks. Knicks plus 405, Lakers minus one of minus 1.5. And let's see. So minus one in the hook for the Lakers. Minus four in the hook for the Bucks. Again, bet the odds courtesy of ESPN Bet. Uh, let's see. Trying to think of a good score. Let's go 195. <coughs> Let's go 195 Knicks over the Bucks. And let's go 113-112 Lakers over the Suns. Those are your winners tonight in the NBA. And then for college basketball, again, top 25 games only. FAU leading Illinois 23-22, and I'll go with the Illini to win that one. No confidence points, but since that game's in progress, I don't need to do any of the scales on that. Tennessee is leading George Mason 23-16. I'll take the Vols over George Mason. With that, let's check the games that haven't been picked yet. Let's go all the way down. Uh, San Diego State minus two and a half over Grand Canyon, BYU minus twenty four and a half over Evansville, Gonzaga over Arkansas Pine Bluff minus thirty three and a half, and let's go North Carolina plus five and a half over UConn. North Carolina plus five and a half over the Huskies. I believe that game's in stores. Maybe it's in New York City, but let's check real quick. <clears throat> Yeah, I believe that game's in New York City. Yeah, so it's at MSG tonight. Uh, take North Carolina plus 5.5 in one of the Jimmy V Classic games over UConn. Again, the other picks. Take San Diego State minus 1.5 over, or minus 2.5 over Grand Canyon University. Uh, BYU minus 24.5 over Evansville. <clears throat> and take one more. Kansas minus 26.5 over Kansas City. I don't even, I'm surprised it's even a college, but <coughs> again, those are your picks tonight. But before I go, I'm just going to read you guys a story. So it's story time with Austin here, and then I'll leave you guys out of this, or I'll log off for today. And by the way, for my baseball fans, Shohei Otani is still a free agent, even though, um, Dave Roberts said that the Dodgers talked with Otani for two to three hours. I'm like, if you talk with a guy for, if you talk with a guy for two to three hours, I don't know what, I mean, it, that's a hell of a pitch. And for Otani to just go, oh, thank you. Now you wait. Well, is it a yes or is it a no? I mean, I've, I've always thought this free agency stuff it doesn't matter what the sport is, but really, take the money or say yes or say, nah, coach, you know what, I gotta wait, I'm thinking, because what, a now in Otani's case, you've got 29 other teams that could want your services, but, you know, two to three hours and no deal got done, it's always fishy. <clears throat> Anyway, let's go ahead, finish this out. 
Republican Governor Ron DeSantis took to the college football pl- took to the college football playoff committee to task on Tuesday, slamming its decision to exclude undefeated Florida State from the 14 playoff. DeSantis speaking in a news conference to detail his proposed $14.4 billion budget for Florida said he is asking for a million to let FSU sue the CFP committee even though the championship <clears throat> will be decided months before a budget is approved. The semifinals, set, the semifinals are set for January 1st with the championship game on the 8th. DeSantis went on to say, quote, My first grader, my fifth grader, and my preschooler, they're all moles. And they're all big-time fans, and they do the tomahawk chop, and they were not happy. We're going to set aside a million dollars to let the chips fall where they may. Look, Ron, I know you're trying to be funny. I know you're trying, but... Ron, but just listen to Monday's episode. Spent all Monday doing that. I'm not doing that again. If people need to hear my argument, go to that episode and listen to it for yourself. Anyway, <clears throat> this goes even further. DeSantis's recommendation is simply a suggestion to the legislature will begin which will begin its annual session next month. Once the legislature agrees on spe- a spending plan, DeSantis will have the power to veto individual items. Florida State's commission from the CFP or omission from the CFP elicited a fire response from the team. And its supporters, head coach Mike Norvell, said, quote, he was disgusted and infuriated with the Seminoles becoming the first unbeaten Power 5 conference winner to ever miss out while ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips called the decision unfathomable. While Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama were the top four teams who made it into the playoffs, the Seminoles were judged by an ultimately run of injuries at the QB position. Florida State is a different team than it was in the first 11 weeks. CFP Committee Chairman Boo Corrigan told ESPN, As you look at who they are as a team right now, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic he brings, they're a different team. And the committee voted Alabama 4 and Florida State 5. Florida State, as the number five seed, will face two-time defending national champ Georgia. So, in essence, this was just a joke from Ron. But, you know what? You know, it's a joke from DeSantis. I get it. You're the you're the governor of Florida. You're, you live in the capital city. I get it. Florida State is a public institution funded by the Florida taxpayers. I get it. You're trying to be funny. You're trying to be relatable. Just just stop. Really? <laughs> just just po- politicians and political pundits alike. I've loved to do this to all of you because you do it to all of us sports nutheads. But stick to fucking politics, will you? Shut up. You're not funny. You have no sense of anything at all. And he don't connect to anybody. At all. So stop with the jokes. They're corny. They're stupid. And nobody cares about you. 
So go. Go away. All right. Sorry. Another rant went aside. But thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. Sorry. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick. Treaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well. Or anywhere else you get this podcast. You can watch this show on Rumble.com. Just search for the username A.D. Gerke. That's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E on rumble you gotta also download the app if you you know if you're my age you you don't really use your desktop computers anymore but download the app in the google play or apple app stores or even you can download it onto your smart tvs either way download it search for ad gerke once you do and follow this show like comment and share so we can sneak up the algorithms you get all 618 episodes of this lovely show if you want to watch and see this beautiful mugly face or fugly face every day of your life. If you want to, go to Rumble. Um, <clears throat> for post-episode interaction, you can follow me on X, yours truly, at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke, Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. And for non-show-related content, you got to follow me personally at Austi Spamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. You can also follow the Facebook page, The Austin's Audit Podcast, or the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening and watching. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. This has been The Austin's Audit Podcast. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.